What is up, dear listeners? Welcome to another episode of Pixel Splitters, the conversation podcast where we talk about movie news, TV news, pretty much any news involving pixels, hence Pixel Splitters. Nice. I like that. Yeah. There we that's, go. That's right? Yeah. That's yeah. That was our original idea. So yeah. as always, we are your hosts. My name is Willis. And my name is Josh. And yeah. How you doing, Josh? I am. Uh, I'm doing not too bad, honestly, considering all the crazy, crazy weather that's going around all across the country right now. But I myself am not doing horribly. It's true. the The oppressive heat wave in the Northeast has abated. Yes. And uh, we are looking at. I feel like we're coming into fall. Yeah. Thank God. That's my. That's I thrive. Long sleeves. Yes. That's that's when I thrive. That's true. To be quite honest. Just a light jacket. Yeah. Yeah. That's my jam. Yeah. I yeah. love that shit. Awesome. Uh, God damn it. Uh, so we got a lot of cool stuff coming this week. We're going to start off with the big Marvel news of the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. It came out just no after way last home. week. No Way Home. No. Far, oh, you're right. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, I've been doing I think I searched when it was first like came out. I think I searched for No Way Home. Wait, is it No Way Home or it's Far? Nah, God damn it. No, go ahead. It, 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 no Way Home is this one. Homecoming was the first one, and Far From Home was the second one, I think. When they were in, like, Italy or yes. France or whatever it was. Wherever yes. the hell they were. They were somewhere other than, yeah, yeah. You know, I only I think I've only seen that movie once because it's not streamed anywhere. I, like, I don't even, it hasn't come across my radar again, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> what weird. up, Disney? What up, Sony? Yeah, come on now. Uh, also, there's big news in the canon realm. Uh which sounds dark, but Canon's <laughs> R5 has finally successfully paired with the Atomos Ninja 5 uh-huh. uh, to give us some actual real 8K raw recording, um, which yeah. is a big deal, which is yeah. something that a lot of people were like, this camera's garbage because that's not real 8K, but this is kind of, well, well, we'll talk about it. Yeah. And then uh, we're going to wrap it up with a quick conversation about streaming and simultaneous releases and premiere windows and all that kind of stuff. Because one of the things we're kind of realizing here is that these films that are coming out simultaneously aren't just there forever. Yeah. And that's a very interesting thing to think about when you're thinking about theatrical versus streaming versus et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, right. That's what we got coming down the pipeline today, and uh, let's get to it. All right, Spider-Man, what do you got, Josh? Well, here's what I got. So this trailer, or it's, I guess they called it a teaser, but what it's pretty much a trailer. I don't know. This is If this is a teaser, <laughs> I'm horrified about what else is coming in this movie. I almost don't. I Not know, horrifying. like... I almost don't want to watch anymore because I mean I I could, like we said already we were gonna go into this with no trailer so it doesn't really matter yeah um, but yeah finally they released a trailer I feel like they've been beating around the bush a lot about releasing this trailer and I don't know if they were planning on doing it now because the day before it it released the trailer leaked online so yeah. it was like I think well, it was it CinemaCon their, yeah yeah right 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 so I think you know regardless of what was gonna happen they're gonna have to they're going to have to release it. But I, I mean, it's pretty much exactly what I wanted from this specific trailer. Just yes. enough to dig my, like sink my teeth in, 
but not enough for me to have any fucking idea of what's going on. Yeah, you know, um, I mean, let's I, we we see Doctor. So he, actually, I want to get your opinion on this. We see a Doctor Strange in this trailer, and he seems like not exactly the Stephen Strange that we've come to know in this specific universe. Now we also have yeah. to remember that this is coming after and in the timeline after Loki has completed. So we know yes. that, you know, the well, multiverse... theoretically, there's a lot of theory going on right now that it's, like, Strange tearing apart the timeline is, like, simultaneous with when Wanda has her whole jam and when there's that scene at the end of Loki, spoiler alert, mm-hmm. uh, where he's like, ooh, we just passed the point of no return. I don't remember the exact terminology, but... Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a, a theory that that's all in line and it's all just like well there it goes everything's broken everything's broken but yeah so what was my question oh yeah my question was do you think (laughs) this is getting into it but do you think this is dr strange that we know or do you think this is a dr strange this seems to be something up with dr strange that's all i gotta say to begin with (laughs) i'm torn because i i hear what you're saying but i also i think back to the dr strange movie Mm -hmm. and it's like you have to remember that Doc Strange is an arrogant, arrogant son of a bitch. He's a prick. He is. Yeah, like he's kind of a douchebag. Um, and like it doesn't really come through as much in uh, Infinity War and Endgame because like he had a very specific role to play. True. Um, so part of me is like, yeah, this could be like an alternate. This could be a, a strange variant. that's like, yeah, I'm going to like tear this shit apart. Mm-hmm. Or it could be, you know doctor strange doing the one thing that he was told he wasn't allowed to do sure you know when wong's like uh don't do that he's like well now i'm gonna yeah yeah you know like that could play (laughs) in the character but i i go back and forth um yeah yeah i don't know to to go back to the trailer i'm in that same vein with you is like it's just enough Mm -hmm. it's just enough like to send me in a complete spiral in terms of like what is even happening in this movie. I read something this morning that apparently the rough cut or the the current cut of this film is longer than Endgame. Jeez. Which is okay. insane. Um bring it on, man. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure they'll cut it down, but uh Yeah. Yeah, it's like enough that it's like, okay, where does all of this tie in? How is this going to tie in? And I'm not going to lie, like it blows my fucking mind that like we can have characters from these other franchises show up yeah like that's just like the the number of steps that had to go right for us to be anywhere near this possibility is mind-boggling yeah and i am so jammed about it i think i said last week i'm like you know i i thought i was gonna be like all right i'm good after endgame but i'm like possibly more jazzed right now yeah yeah it's crazy (laughs) yeah and it's uh and this just as a quick like aside this i believe was the most viewed marvel trailer in 24 hours like yes. it, it broke the end game end game records which is yes. just that shows you the hype that's surrounding this specific movie um and if you don't know much about what's going on here the theory is that we're going to get all three uh current renditions of spider-man in this film now that that has not been confirmed in this teaser and or has there been any sort of leak confirming that but like you're saying 
I mean, we see, like, just to go back to the trailer, at the end of this trailer, we see Doc Ock, like, Alfred Molina's Doc Ock, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man 2 Doc Ock, um, which confirms that these two universes are somehow intertwined. We're not sure exactly how yet. And there's also details that people are, like, in the trailer that people are theorizing are, like, Electro or the Lizard, which are the villains Mm -hmm. from... uh, the amazing Spider-Man series with Andrew Garfield. Yep. And it's one of those things that's like, I'm sorry. Like if you are saying these franchises, these series are up for grabs, we're going to pull from those and you don't pull the other two Spider-Men. Yeah. That's just like money on the table guys. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) That's like people that are like, I've never really liked the Tom Holland Spider-Man. Like people that are saying like that kind of stuff. And then, like you're like, well, what? But like, what about this movie where they're all? I, it's it's crazy. It's something that's never like I never I truly never thought this would happen. This is yeah. one of those things that I'm like, they're doing something I did not ever foresee happening until they started talking about it. Because when you start yeah. saying, oh, you're going to get a whole bunch of different um, variations of this one character played by different people from different studios, it's like. What are you talking? Well, they're all from Sony, I guess, but um, but you know, still, yeah. It wants some of them in the hands of like the MCU, Marvel, and some of them not. So it's yeah. You know, the Tobey Maguire Spider Man were almost twenty years ago. Like I know, yeah, um, two thousand two. So yeah, that's. I mean, we're kind of all over the place with this one, but we're excited about just what's going on. Like, just, <laughs> it's also I don't even really interesting. Say. Yeah, it's also really interesting because I want to like. I wonder how much of this is Sony pushing as well, because there's remnants in here and possibilities for the Sinister Six, which is like a major collection of Spider-Man villains in the comics, like of, you know, uh, six different major villains, which Sony's been trying to get a Sinister Six movie off the ground for probably 10 years that was kind of Mm -hmm. what led to the downfall of the amazing spider-man 2 because they tried to jam too many villains in it yep so is this sony pushing like hey like we want a sinister six movie how do we do that and then marvel and disney are just like or kevin feige let's be real yeah are just like well we're doing multiverse stuff anyway so we can pull in all of these villains if you want and like I don't know how big of a role they'll have. That's the really big question. True. Well, the one thing that Marvel's really good at is setting up other things. So yeah. regardless of what happens, I mean, you know, the momentum on, on they don't stop the momentum while it's, you know, continuing yeah. to go, really. Uh, so Clearly. I, I mean, this yeah. is bigger than Endgame. Like. <laughs> and that's why when we were saying, you know, when's the next billion dollar movie, I think this, it's hard to say because of COVID's the real big, thing here and we're not sure but you know had that not been any variable at all this would have easily broken a billion dollars hands down like not even a question just because i don't think they're gonna well actually question for you do you think they're going to reveal if toby and andrew are in this movie do you think they would reveal that in the trailer a trailer it's tough to say it's really tough to say they could like they could it would be so dumb. <laughs> but they don't need to. Like, yeah. that's the thing at this point is like, I have no doubt that they're in this movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, I, it's a weird, I'm like, I don't know how much, but like. 
Yeah. At the very least, like I know Toby McGuire has been super cagey about it. Um, Andrew Garfield has flat out denied that he's in it, but yeah. So have so many other people in Marvel properties. Yeah. Like what was the one in Loki that they were just like, no, I'm not in that. And then you're like, well, but no, like, Oh, um, I don't remember. I don't remember either. It might not even have been Loki, but like there was one recently that was like, yeah, maybe it was in one. Or the, I mean, you, oh, you, yeah, you could get into the whole thing with Quicksilver and WandaVision. Yeah, you know? yeah. Which, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, man. I'm so, so excited for this movie. Um, to your earlier point of, do you think they, they released it because they had to because it leaked? I don't know. There's this weird other little thing that people are grabbing onto of it came out on August 20. 20- third fifth yeah one of those two i don't know exactly <laughs> which is the same date that like is technical that is technically like the anniversary in wandavision like it's like a very specific like oh it's a big like it's one of those things that marvel has taught us that you can't just believe in coincidence yeah it's true and that's a big coincidence so i don't yeah. know if that's a significant date in any way, then it's obviously it ha- it's it's yeah. planned. There's no such thing, it, it, especially something like that. It's like they don't do they don't do stuff like that. Yeah, um, and that's a whole nother level of god. God damn it, I have to keep up with this now. If Marvel's gonna start putting stuff in their movies that then relate to real life. Yeah, I know. Like if they're going to start pulling in, I think it's like the 616 universe, which is like our universe in the comics. If they're going to yeah. start being like, oh, yeah, this ha- took place. In the- and then like they do some kind of huge. Oh, God, damn it. this is how they keep us here. This is how they keep us here. It does have the potential to get way too big, though. I'm just like, oh, God, because I have to do like I have to engage with that kind of stuff. But I'm like, of course, <sighs> to what end, though? And that's yeah. the thing. We don't know. I mean, they're they've they've done a good job at keeping things in some sort of relative box in terms of, you know, yeah. yes, you might have to do a little extracurricular homework for some of like the Loki episodes or whatever to get some yeah. sort of semblance of who Kang is. But you know, it, for the most part, it's been stuff that the public can just kind of digest. Yeah. Pretty and easily. I mean, it's one of the, like you've had to do homework for Marvel for a long time. Yeah. You know, and it's getting to the level, and it'll be interesting to see in Eternals and Shang-Chi, like, it's getting to the level where it's hard to follow without it. Yeah. You know, like, if you look at Loki, like, you have to, if you haven't seen, like, Endgame, the whole first half of the first episode, you're like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, like, what the fuck's going on? It yeah. picks itself <laughs> up, and you're like, okay, I guess I can follow this, but, like, it's, you can't really watch Marvel content without doing the homework. Right. But it, it's... I don't know. It's a whole with the with the Spider Man thing. It's like, oh wait, I already did this homework twenty years ago, right? I remember that part. Yeah. So right, it, it's an it's a fan service type thing that also works in favor of building this universe out in a really yeah. interesting way. So that's not like super tacky or anything because it easily could have been like, oh, we're going to put all the Spider Man in a. But the way they crafted all of this around Wanda and Loki, and they did it kind yeah. of like improv style where it was like, you know, I don't think they had this plan of this is where the shows were going to go and COVID-19 and all this stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's just really, really mad. If they pull it off, it's masterfully done. Like just yeah. the way their story built. It's crazy. It's just, it's really crazy. The um, big question for me is, will it just be those three Spider-Men? 
You know what I mean? Because if you're yeah. building into like a multiverse kind of thing, it like the the thing I'm thinking is is like there's no way that either Sony or Marvel aren't building towards Miles Morales. Well, that's yeah. That's you know what, what I mean? Thinking, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see what level of multiverse action we actually get. I would love it if we got um, Nick Cage's Spider-Man Noir, just like as oh Nick God. Cage. Oh my god! That would be amazing. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, any of that, and it, but yeah, I don't know. They're, we're gonna have to see what what uh what they do with that because I did hear that they weren't going to necessarily tie that stuff in. But I'm like, that makes sense. It all makes sense. Like they introduced yeah. the Miles Morales character, and they said that that's kind of the direction they want to go. Well, but, and I, I think I've said on this podcast before that I feel like that's going to be the future of Spider-Man in the yeah. Sony verse is. Like, they're going to let Peter Parker go to Marvel. Yeah, and keep Miles. And keep Miles Morales and Silk and Spider-Woman and all mm-hmm. of these other, like, ancillary characters that they have and, and just roll with that, which I think they could do. I hope they don't do, like, Spider-Man 4 with Tobey Maguire and The Amazing Spider-Man 3 oh, with Andrew Jesus. Garfield. That, that oh, gets no. a little heavy. Um that's going back to times we don't need to go back to. Yeah. I wouldn't mind an Emma Stone Spider Gwen. Sure. Yeah. But that seems like a much longer shot. True. And that would be, I mean, anything is possible now, but I guess that would be a. Yeah. It's like, that seems like a long shot, but like we're talking about a movie with three different incarnations of Spider-Man here. Like yeah, anything, anything's possible. Anything's possible. I I cannot stress enough just how unlikely this movie was to be made. It's insane. It is insane. The odds, like the things that had to go right for this to get made. Like if they're truly in this movie, which I'm still not a hun, I'm still not going to put all my eggs in that basket just in case. But if all three of those guys are in this movie, that's, that is like history. That's crazy. Here's the thing. If they're not, oh, I mean, that's a huge blow to Marvel. I mean, this is like that's a huge blow. They'll ne- like that's a huge like disruption of trust. Yeah, they'll never recover from you something I mean? like that. Yeah, especially especially like we wouldn't be talking about this like that if it w- if they hadn't already put Doc Ock. Yeah, probably Willem Dafoe's. Green Goblin, because the I mean, this, God the help us pumpkin, if it's James Franco's. It can't be if it's James Franco. They have to do what they did in Army of the Dead with fucking Crystalia and get him in the fuck out of there because there's no way. There's Can no you fucking imagine way. <laughs> the uproar. Oh my god, that would be there would be. I mean, it would be the most talked about movie. I would ever. laugh hysterically <laughs> through the rest of the movie if it's just this like big reveal and it's like that shot of the pumpkin grenade yeah and you're like here it comes here it comes Willem Dafoe and fucking James, James Franco Frank. rolls in on his fucking snowboard <laughs> oh my god oh my god that would be a, a like a colossal miscalculation on every front <laughs> i mean yeah oh, man we got to wait and see yes i'm stoked yes. i'm i'm excited <laughs> anything else on the spider-man trailer i'm like there's so much. Props to Alfred Molina for like aging hella good. Yeah. In the last twenty years, the dude looks dope. Yeah. Yeah. Like he does. Yeah, man. And also props to him for straight up just saying months ago that he was in the movie. 
Like yeah. he literally just like, yeah, it takes place like right after Spider-Man two. And after I died, I was like, dude, yeah. whoa, I don't think you're supposed to be. He's pulling a Tom Holland on everyone. And, uh, I was okay. Maybe it was planned because that type of shit, like, well, and it is the reveal in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they, they did it. Cause they're like, fuck this guy right now. Like <laughs> everybody like, knows Alfred Bowie is in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if he's not? Oh my God. Yeah, if he's not, that's oh a deep fake and Can it's you like imagine? someone else. <laughs> you imagine if they just shot like a scene with Alfred Molina and be like, we're going to put that on the trailer. You don't have to be in the movie. Or it's like his name. Yeah, I couldn't. I mean, hey, anything's possible these days. Anything. But but th- th- again, this is, a, this is a fucking home run. And it seems like there's nothing stopping it. So anybody who's ever had any kind of attachment to a Spider-Man live action franchise is going to go. Yeah. That's just how it is. It's a, it's a no yeah. lose situation, really. <laughs> They'll make so much money, and it's going to be, it'll be regardless of the film's good or bad. It's going to be something to talk about, and that's kind of what they need right now. Yeah. So, well, I guess I don't know. Speaking about speaking of things that are something bad to talk about, and are now yeah some all right yeah or or that or that yeah. were bad and now might not be but like yeah that one yeah. mine doesn't work well it's just gonna go with yours well, just speaking go of with things that, that people are talking about yeah the <laughs> the canon r5 <laughs> and the 8k recording that we've spoken about a couple times on this podcast um i think it was yeah i mean earlier 2021 we talked about uh the r5 and the 8k video recording compatibility or capability that we yeah. both kind of scoffed at or lack thereof on. yeah yeah, exactly. Um, but now, and we we did talk about the new Atomos Ninja Five Plus and the capabilities mm-hmm. that it was going to have R five compatibility right out of the gate for the eight K. But uh, but now it but seems here. like it's working? Question yeah. mark. <laughs> yeah. Give us the rundown of 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 what the new statistics are that we can find so far. Okay, so basically with the R five that. It boasted when it first came out that it shot 8K, uh, and everyone was like, really? And then they tested it, and it was like, yeah, it shoots 8K for, I think it was like 8 minutes or 12 minutes or something, and then it overheats, shuts down. You have to let it cool for 20 minutes. Yep. And Rinse, then, repeat, and then it's, it goes yeah, down. Yeah, and then you can shoot for another like down. five minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so minutes. everyone was like, yeah, this doesn't shoot 8K. And yeah. they're like, no, it's fine. You'll just do that. And everyone's like, "That, what are you even talking about? Just have a fan blowing on it the whole time, and <laughs> it's it was it, everyone was just like, "What?" Mm-hmm. Um, not real AK was the no. the overall uh, mentality. Now, the Ninja Five Plus can record 8K externally, so you attach an HDMI cable that goes into the 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 Ninja. Mm-hmm can record full-on 8k raw for more than an hour and a half yeah i think they say 100 or not 100 an hour and 34 minutes which is like a really weird number to like pause at i, I don't yeah. know if like 135 they were like oh there it goes yeah <laughs> but that's pretty crazy yeah that's really crazy that to me, like that statistic to me is like, well, that's more than anyone's ever going to need. Well, sure. Yeah. Because there are things where you might be like, oh yeah, I'm doing an interview that's, I'm going to record for two hours, you know, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But that's not necessarily something that's going to have to be raw. Right. 
I think they said that that much footage was 1.6 terabytes. Yes. Oh, and that's the whole other thing. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah, your system can do this now. Can like your computer? Right. <laughs> Which was like the big thing we said before is like, yeah, your computer can't do 8K anyway. Like, calm the fuck down. But right. I, like, I hate to admit it, but this seems like a viable option now. Yeah. Yeah. One point. Yeah. One point five terabytes of storage. Which makes. I mean, it. it like it makes sense, but it's also like, it's it's fancy. It's big numbers. It's fancy specs that people still don't necessarily need. It's like I mean, Blackmagic released their 12K Ursa, yeah, which is like, dude, what? And they're like, you can you can edit it on a laptop, and I'm like, sure, yeah. sure, I can. Okay, um, <laughs> okay. that makes sense. Blackmagic. The the big question here, I feel like that we have to examine is cost. Yeah, because so you're looking at the. Uh, the R5 to start, which is about, I think, like four grand now. Nowadays, yeah, it's like thirty eight hundred. Yeah, last I checked <clears throat> somewhere in that realm. Um, so you've got that, and then you add the Ninja Five, which is like another, like fifteen or fifteen hundred. Yeah, and not for nothing, but you got to put a solid state drive on the back of that, which is easily, if you're talking about a terabyte or two terabytes, like yeah. another six seven hundred bucks easy for a fast enough one to fucking record into like yeah <laughs> 8k so we're up over five grand we're we're mm-hmm. we're we're in six grand territory and we haven't even talked about lenses yet i was gonna say we didn't even put a lens on the camera <laughs> or batteries for that that was the other thing they said it was like yeah like it it shot for an hour and 34 minutes but uh it burned through two whole batteries and it was onto a third and like yeah you know um I don't think it specifies if it was R5 batteries or if it was the Ninja batteries, but uh I think it was I think it was the Canon batteries, but I'm not 100%. That's but, still so, pretty for nin- that doesn't make sense yeah. actually. 3 Canon batteries? Well, so here's the thing is like I feel like what's happening with this is that the camera is not really doing anything. True. Like the camera is just like, yeah, here's a signal and then the the Ninja's doing everything. Right. You know, like it, we've basically hit the point where it's like, yeah, like the Canon can output an 8K signal. Right, right. You know, which is like fine. But like, that's the whole thing is like the the, the R5 is not the the heavy lifter in this. Right. Which is still confuses me because it's the sensor that would get hot. So it, it like I just I get that it's recording into another thing. And maybe it's just the fact that it's not writing anything inside the camera. That yeah. because obviously the card, I mean, it, it makes sense that in that regard. So it's just, yeah, feeding the signal out and recording it onto a much faster drive through HDMI, which, yeah. Yeah. Like there's nothing that like, yeah, it's not rec- like you, you hit record on the, it's like when we do like our live streams here, like I have yeah. my R6 plugged in and it's not recording or anything. It's just feeding an HDMI out to my computer. Right. Um, yes, I have a overwhelmingly complex setup to stream uh this zoom meeting where we record a podcast that has no visual component we like it to look good people yeah yeah i like to look good for josh um (laughs) but yeah so to to come back like so that's like a huge cost and that's not even considering getting like a mac or something that can handle an 8k footage and honestly i'm like i don't know if there's a Mac that's less than five grand that's going to handle 8K footage, especially like an hour and a half of 8K footage. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I feel like we're getting here. It's like, yes, this is like, it works. Cool. Is it cost effective? Not, not really. I mean, or necessary. Like you got to have like a lot of clients that are pushing for 8k footage and already have an R5. Like if this was your, like, I'm going to future proof and I'm going to get this so that when it can do 8k, I can just offer that to my clients. Dope. Good for you. Like, there you go. Rock and roll. Right. Um, but if you're like in a place where you're like, all right, like, I feel like I want to start doing 8k. There's, if you're getting up like 10, 12, $15,000, like you should be renting. You should be in Ari's world. You should be in Red's world. Yeah. Because yeah, like unless you really love that Canon color, (laughs) which is not impossible, which, which I do. Hey, Canon I do, has I do great like color. my Canon color. Canon has a fantastic color, but you know, like you just said, it's not. If we're talking about the difference of, yeah, if if you're about to spend between ten and fifteen thousand dollars on a rig, because we what we just laid out is just the body, the storage, the monitor, and the means to be able to actually use eight K. Yeah. That's nothing to do with anything else. Like that's just if you're running a naked camera and you just had a lens laying around. Yeah. Like you're going to be spending probably about $10,000 to rig this entire system to actually work for what you're doing. So at that rate, it just, I don't see the, I don't see the reasoning for it. At that rate, you're hitting like, oh, this needs to be a pro level camera that I would like rent or something. And like, there's better answers for that at that rate. Like, yeah, way better. I, you know. I mean, I'm into it. I'm like not about to like go down that road. Cause, <laughs> yeah. But like, if you have the client base and like the the means, like dope. But um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> but like at that level, like should be looking at like the C500 or what? They, the C500 doesn't do 8K yet, but it's coming, right? Apparently, it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but but still, it maxes at like 4.6 or six or something, which is like still. The reasoning behind shooting super high resolution just isn't there right now. And I think a lot of people yeah. are, are finding that it's just, you know, they come in, like I work at a camera store, they come in all the time and they are saying, like, it needs to be able to shoot 4K. And then I ask what they're doing, and a lot of times it, it has nothing to do with, oh, it's being seen yeah. on a massive screen or we need to be able to crop or it's just this is what the client's asking for or that's what's the best thing. And that's the same thing with 8K right now. It's like, well... Not that that many people need 8K or ask for it, but it's it's just something that's impressive because not that many yeah. people need resolutions past 4K or even up to 4K, realistically, yeah. right now. 1080p is what I see everything in. Yeah. That doesn't Absolutely. do anything. Like, it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> yeah. And, like, it's it's one of those... People get so wrapped in up into, I have to be professional, I have to be professional, I have to be professional, but, like what's your deliverable man like yeah like even like if you get a netflix show netflix doesn't stream in 8k no you know netflix might want a future proof on that but like i doubt it probably not like it'll get there but i think we're still two or three years away i feel like really this is just canon going look no but it actually does it actually does do all you guys that were like it doesn't do 8k but it does you just have to have this other 
yeah, thing that's twenty five hundred dollar item. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. The R five, the Atomos Ninja five plus everything's on the number five. It's crazy. Yeah. Even though, yeah, Ninja Five Plus. Come on, guys, you could. <laughs> yeah, hey, they're taking a cue from from Disney Plus. It's true. It's true. Uh, speaking of Disney Plus, nice. Oh shit, let's go. So we talk a lot on this podcast about streaming and theatrical releases and simultaneous releases and like where those two things kind of overlap and what that means for the industry and things like that. And one of the things I think we've never really addressed is the fact that most of these films that get released simultaneously aren't just like on that platform now, which is kind of what I thought it was like me too. Like, where do they go? (laughs) It's well, it's like a weird, like they'll bring them back. Like, (laughs) yeah. So it's so to, 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 get all of the intro here like uh the disney plus premiere access films black widow jungle cruise corella i'm sure there's others i'm not remembering yeah are on disney plus for about we said what three months three months yep mulan would be in there um yep but the simultaneous release no extra money films that are coming from uh hbo max a la the Suicide Squad, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, uh, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. yeah. Reminiscence, that new movie with Hugh Jackman. Those are there for about 30 days, 31 days, yeah. a month. Yep. And then they're gone. Yeah. What do, you, what do you think about that, Josh? Especially considering like that a lot of the conversation we have about theatrical windows is 45 days. Yeah. I mean, it's weird because it seems like, well, in my opinion, it seems like they're confused, like the studios and especially these big streaming services are kind of confused about what to do because, yeah, like you just said, they've got the 45-day, well, up to 45-day window, depending on how the film does. Um, But if if the movie... I don't know. It seems like if you wanted people to go to the theater, you would just do the simultaneous release, maybe like at the back half of the of the theatrical release or something, versus yeah. right at the beginning and then stopping it. Interesting. Like most of the way through, because then it's like, well, what? Do you, what's the point? I get the point of it is to have the you know the majority of the people see this film, but you know, if say the movie did run forty five days in theaters. But that you know, it's theatrical or it's uh, streaming releases only thirty one days. I I just yeah. seem it just feels like, I mean, they're very unsure of what they're doing, which is totally clear. It's sure. just they're kind of throwing shit at the as wall they and like sticks. Have every right to be because the whole world is fucking insane. Right, exactly, and nobody has any sort of you can't predict what's going. Well, to some extent, there's, you can't predict what's going to happen. <laughs> there's no metric to base this. There's no like, oh, this is what's happened before to base this kind of stuff off of. Right, in any sense of any of the word. Like, it's just, it's crazy. So, I mean, it's weird. I, I, I think that having them just premiere on, uh, you know, on whatever streaming service that it's paired to, mm-hmm. it makes sense that they would go away after a certain amount of time, but what, but the reasoning behind it, it, it just doesn't make that much sense because keeping it on there would keep people on your 
you know, your streaming yeah. service. And that's the point of those services is to keep people there. So it seems like they're almost fighting themselves with this tactic. And Well, it's a weird thing because you know, it's... Sorry, continue. No, 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 no. That's all I had to say. It's a weird thing because with this kind of layout, there's the potential for a 15-day period where this film that's came out simultaneous simultaneously is only available in theaters. Right. And not only only available in theaters, but like not on the like brand new premiere level of theaters. Like, so the the thing that kind of movie theater. (laughs) Yeah. Like the thing that, that clicked with me with this is I was looking at HBO max earlier today and it said, watch the suicide squad before it's gone. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, "I, I kind of thought of this before, but I'm like, I went and saw the Suicide Squad in theaters, but like in the second week. So it wasn't in like the IMAX or the RPX or the, I don't know what AMC's one is, but like the uh, Dolby it, theater. yeah, it wasn't in the big theaters anymore. It had been pushed out and I saw it. I mean, it was fine, but I saw it in like a standardized 2D theater. Yeah. So you get this 15 day period at the end after it's not on streaming anymore that if you really want to see this movie, you can go, but you can see it like not in all the spectacle that everyone pushes, like why you have to go for to theaters. Right. So I don't really get who, who we're aiming at with that period. Yeah. Because so say I'm like, a dad of like three kids and like, you know, I have like suicide squad is, or the suicide squad is a bad example for this. So we'll say like Cruella or something like that, yeah uh, which is also a bad example. Cause that's Disney. Um, mortal Kombat. I mean, you could okay. say mortal Kombat. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. In this Godzilla fake scenario. Kong, yeah. Yeah. All right. Godzilla versus Kong. In this fake scenario, my, my three children are old enough to deal with said movie. Um, <laughs> so much setup. So much set up for this we love terrible, here, folks. terrible analogy to come. So if I or my kids want to see Godzilla versus Kong, if we're not getting to that movie in theaters in the first 30 days that it's come out, and then I'm like, you know what? We're finally going to watch this on HBO Go. We're not going to go to the theater for it because that's a whole thing. We're just going to watch on HBO go. And then I see, Oh, it's not on HBO go anymore. My reaction is not, Oh, well, I guess we got to go to the theater for it. No. Yeah. (laughs) So, and I get like, it's one of those. So that whole scenario, like, I guess is not like the, like it's an exclusivity kind of thing. So I think the overlap is probably just like a byproduct of like, all right, well, they're making us do 45 days. We're going to do 30 days on the streaming platform. But, like, when is that? Space Jam is the perfect uh, analogy for what I'm going for here. Nice. Um, But I've already set up the whole thing. So, like, when are these movies going to be back? Right. If I didn't, if I didn't, if I was never going to go to a theater to see this, and I missed the 30-day window, am I out of luck? Or is this going to come back in like a month? Yeah. Is this going to come back on the other side of its theatrical window? Yeah, 15 days after? Like, <laughs> I don't th- I feel like we're not going to see 
Space Jam 2 or Godzilla vs. Kong back on those streaming platforms for a while. I feel like it's going to be like next year. I don't know. It's it's a weird like it feels like two different departments dealing with different stuff, like doing their yeah. own thing. And it just doesn't it overlaps and doesn't make any sense. Yeah. This is the perfect we should have <laughs> The R5 is the perfect example of two different departments <laughs> just not communicating go. and creating something. Double yeah. segue. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so true because any way you slice it, it's not something that makes much sense on either front. I mean, either way, they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot, and that's the exact thing that, that, that's the exact thing that I was thinking when you said it was, when are we going to see these again? And is it, I yeah. mean, it's not going to be a rent type of deal, so, I mean, if they're trying to keep people on their subscription service, which is, I think, the main yeah. goal of every one of these subscription services, I mean, it's got to kind of be on there right after, right? You'd yeah. think, right? For the people that, because I wouldn't just subscribe again to watch fucking Space Jam or any of the movies that have been released realistically, you know, versus just yeah. paying the $4 to rent it or, or the $10 to sign up to, to subscribe to the service again. It's like, you know. Yeah. I wonder if it's one of those things where it just kind of, all right, we did this whole release thing and now we're just folding back directly into what we used to do with distribution. Like, like they I never wonder, even thought about it. Yeah. Like I wonder if now it's like, okay, it's going to be on iTunes and Amazon and you can pay $3 to rent it. And then in like a year it'll show up on HBO max for, you know, six months and then it'll go away and then it'll come back. And like, if it's just like, we're, if we're looking for a bridge between two things that have no bridge. It's definitely possible. Cause as we've seen, there's pretty, <laughs> I feel like every week we have something to say about the industry and the way they're handling things. So it seems like no yeah. one has to this day gotten a good grasp of how to deal with the coming, you know, hardships with the industry so it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if they just didn't think about it at all and were like oh well oh shit i mean they might be thinking about it now like oh fuck when are we bringing these back to uh hbo i mean they had a window but when are we supposed to bring these back (laughs) yeah because if it's too short or if it's too soon afterwards i mean then that they're not giving their full theatrical release time to breathe although I would like to see the statistics on how many films these days make it 45 days. I don't think very many do. That's a very, yeah, especially given this summer where it's like, oh, here's a great opening weekend and then nothing. Right, on movies that are big movies. I mean, it's not yeah. something like these would play for, you know, at least a month, if not more. Um, so, yeah, I, I I don't know. I, I think that it's, it, it doesn't surprise me if they're just kind of sitting back and letting things play out the way that they are. So it's interesting because Disney is definitely a different conversation than HBO Mm. because I just opened Disney plus on my computer here and Cruella is like the thing at the top. That's like stream Cruella right now for free. But they did the premiere access thing. Didn't they? Where you had to pay extra. and, And Mulan's here too. So like that's like a different kind of ball game. I think, I feel like that might be a better not structure, but like a better example of how this, how HBO thinks they're structuring this of like, yeah, it's here. This is like, it's premier screening time. And then it goes away 
and then it comes back. Yeah. You know, when, when all the hubbub has died down, I can't believe I just said hubbub. <laughs> um, when all of the uh, excitement has died the down, we'll just, yeah, we'll just, yes, I'm a 1940s uh, cartoon villain, y'all. Um, when all that has dissipated, we'll just like put it back and then we'll get whatever views we get because then it's just streaming on, on the platform. Yeah. I mean, and I think that, you know, when we're talking about these platforms, Disney's definitely in the best position financially out of anyone else. Sure. So they can kind of just do as they please. And I think that them charging extra for Cruella, for their premium, uh, I think it's mm-hmm. premier access, like the, yeah. basically their simultaneous release is you can see it in theaters or you can pay extra and quite a bit extra for you to $30. see it at home. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, more than anyone would pay to even buy a movie. Which, not going to lie, I paid to see Black Widow. I paid that $30. True. But you you rationed it by saying or or ration rationalized, rationalized it by saying it, it <laughs> by saying it was you and your wife who would have paid yeah. relatively the same amount to go out to see it anyway yeah which is you know like that that's an easy argument to make um right. and also i mean it's black widow like i'm not going to just not have seen a marvel property so that's yeah. like i feel like a weird but like yeah <laughs> like i well, I, I still haven't seen Mulan, but when Mulan came out, I was like, I really want to see that. Am I paying $30 for it? No. But Hell like, no. as soon as that comes back, I'm going to be like, yeah, here we go. Yeah. Um, he says still having not seen it, but. <laughs> but now you know it's back. So <laughs> Yeah. So I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. It'll be interesting to see what happens next year because HBO Max has said that they're not doing the simultaneous release for the 20, for their 2022 movies. Yes, but th- I think they they've officially said they're doing a forty five window, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, up until twenty twenty two at least. But yeah. again, they they'll have to change things as things keep shifting and you know what have you. So it'll be interesting to see if on day forty six all of these films are on HBO Max. Yeah, you know, or if it's just like yeah, it's day it's forty five days in theaters and then it'll come back around sometime right because where do they go they're your yeah. movies where yeah. are they going <laughs> it's it, it, it's like a, a harken back to that old like the disney vault kind of stuff where it's like yep, yeah we released this movie for like an hour every 10 years yeah and you're like but why but why watch it yeah <laughs> the sake of ex- exclusivity people don't the attention spans aren't there guys yeah. people don't care about that anymore there's not just 10 things to watch anymore (laughs) there's a million things to watch and you you can't wait around you can't wait around for that shit you know i was i was listening to a podcast the other day and they made the comment of i will never not have something to watch again in my entire life yeah which is a really weird concept it's like there will never be like there will be a thing times where i'm like i don't want to watch anything but like sure i will never not have a list of Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. That's, you know, 45,000 items long. It's so true, um, which is crazy. both amazing and very, very disturbing at the same time. Speaking of having a list of things to watch. Yes. Boom. Love it. Recommendations Love it. transition, y'all. Savage. We've never done that before. We've never That's done awesome. that before. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> this is the peak of this podcast. Exactly. Uh, you got a recommendation for us, Josh? Or wait, do I have to go first this week? I feel like I've made a whole comment last week about how I always make you go first. 
Oh, you can go first. I don't care. Go first. Okay. My recommendation is the 1994 movie Speed. Ooh. Which I watched last night and is yes. like the most quintessential 90s action movie that is still so fucking good. So good. <laughs> it's so bizarre. It's like, it's just like you're, you're into it from like two seconds in. There's like a scene in the, like it's the second scene in the entire movie where Keanu Reeves and um, uh, Jeff Daniels arrive on the scene and it opens up and they like jump their car like nine feet into the air going over a hill and like, and you're like, yep, all right, that's exactly what kind of movie this is. Yeah. It's like this this car could just pull up and they could get out, but no, we're launching it. So yep. it's for those who don't, who don't know, it's Keanu Reeves uh, and Sandra Bullock are trapped on a bus that if it goes under 50 miles an hour, it explodes. Dennis Hopper is the bad guy in one of my favorite De- Dennis Hopper roles. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just, it's so good. It's streaming on HBO Max. Um, oh, fuck yeah. I got to watch that. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> um, Joe Morton is in it, um, mm. which I don't know if how many people know that name, but like, I want to like, write a dissertation on uh joe morton's like minor characters that have huge impacts in like cinema like he's the guy that like created skynet like there's like i was gonna say terminator yeah there's so many things that like he's like this huge character in like he was (laughs) he's um cyborg's dad in justice league yes there's so many like little things that you're just like what why are you such a huge part of this film in such a minor role? Yes. So, love him. Down um, Joe Morton. But Speed, Speed, 1994, Keanu Reeves looking exactly the same as he did back then. Literally, and just acting the exact same. Oh, no, he's gotten better. But he, yeah, but, it's true. You know. But he's, he's, he's good in it. He's good. I um, mean, that was right around The Matrix, so he, that was when he was really coming into his own yeah, there. So. so many amazing one-liners in that movie. Oh, my of God. Of course. <laughs> Oh awesome God. oh my fuck. absolutely worth the that. rewatch yeah I absolutely uh what is that. your recommendation for this week josh so my recommendation for this week is i'm literally still going back and forth between two movies but i've gotta i gotta go okay <laughs> i'm gonna go with my secondary choice Uh-oh. no josh no, I'm do not. you want to no, do two no. recommendations this week I'm going to throw two names out there, but I'm only going to give one true recommendation, although people should watch both of these movies. Okay. So, okay. The two movies are The Stepford Wives, not the second, not the remake, but the 1975 mm-hmm. version. Okay. Because that movie is, um, I just love that movie so much. And I think that yes. people think that it's kind of corny and cheesy and funny and like, it, it kind of is, but it's also one of the most disturbing movies I've ever seen, honestly. <laughs> In a lot of different ways. It's also like classic it's cinema. It's so classic. Yeah. Um, and that's streaming on Hulu and Prime. But that's not my that's not my true recommendation. Right. My true recommend recommendation for this week is uh, a 1999 film that goes by the name of Fight Club. Yes. Um, and this it, the only reason I'm truly doing this, although I love this movie, it's because I saw some crazy discourse on Twitter earlier this week that was talking about quote unquote red flag movies. And this being one of those red flag movies, and they kind of categorized it with Joker and some of that stuff, which I get what they're saying. 
but at the same time, mm-hmm. I have to I have to give it up for one of the greatest mystery thriller twist films I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, yes. Directed by David Fincher, who we've mentioned, I, I don't know how many times on this podcast, countless times. Countless, I yeah. think he was my very first recommendation. Um, stars Ed Norton, Brad Pitt, Helena Bonham Carter, Meatloaf, you know, just, just a classic. Jared Leto's yes. in there, all up in my there. Favorite. You know, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's just, it's an incredible movie. And I don't even know. I mean, should I even go into what it's about? It's just about, you know, ins- an insomniac who, what what yeah, I know, you know the rules. It's about an insomniac portrayed by Ed Norton, who yeah, um, after kind of having a hard look at his life and realizing that things need to change, meets a, a soap salesman uh, who goes by the name of Tyler Durden, and they create a club known as the Fight Club, which has one rule, which is never talk about Fight Club, and that's all I'm going to tell you guys. Because if, if you haven't seen it, you deserve to watch yes. the entire movie without knowing much more than that. Yes. Uh, streaming on Prime right now, and it's just, yeah, one of the best thriller mystery films I've ever seen in my entire life. And yeah. David Fincher. Yeah, like David Fincher's yeah. masterpiece for sure. And I get what you're saying of like, it's like, yeah, it, it, there. there's definitely red flags in that movie. Sure. You know, but like, like yeah, if you take Tyler Durden as like an idol flag. Exactly. It's but, the Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort. Like, yeah. He's not the good guy. Like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> but if you look at it from a cinematic perspective, it is oh my God. absolutely incredible. It is so, the depth of the characters and like the change. Oh God, it's so good. It's, it's so good. worth watching. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. Yes. Good recommendations this week. Man. Yeah. I'm down with it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Some 90s <laughs> The <stuff>. 90s, yeah. <laughs> Gotta love 90s movies. Truly. Um, Truly. There's a book out there. I'll throw this out there as a, like a mini recommendation, but there's a book out yeah. there called uh, greatest movie year ever. Mm. Um, that is about the year 1999 Ooh, okay. uh, and all the movies that came out in 1999. Um, okay. Which I like, I want to list off like 20 of them right now, but like <laughs> just go Google 1999 movies. It's like classic after classic. Hey, maybe we'll do a podcast on specific Ooh. Decades of films, you know. I don't know. We're, we're, we're. Ooh, decade. I don't know how you possibly narrow down like. Oh, the not 90s. decade. May, maybe year. Maybe year. specific okay. years in film, because there's there's a lot of iconic years that that deserve to be just spoken about. So it's true. Uh, cool, man. All right. I think that'll do it. That'll bring us home. That'll bring us home. I feel like I'm like saying that ironically now, but like. That's just it. It's been like two episodes, so it's like it can't even reach that level of irony. But I know. <laughs> uh, where can people find you on the internet, Josh? Uh, people can find me on Instagram at Josh J. Fuller or on Twitter at uh, Josh Fuller 33 Fuller with no E. Where can people find you on the internet, Willis? You can find me on the internet at Willis Film on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and then you can find Pixel Splitters, the podcast. That's us. Yay. That's what you're listening to. Your favorite yeah. podcast. Uh, you can find that on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram is at Pixel Splitters. Uh, Twitter is at Pixel Split Pod. And yeah, do us a favor. Uh, if you're listening to this on Apple, give us a, a rating, a review. Um, subscribe if you're on Spotify or Google or any of the other uh platforms i guess you'd say yeah yeah yeah. whatever you listen to us whatever you're listening to just like hit whatever button they want you to hit to be like i like this podcast and uh yeah 
And that'll do it, man. It will. Good talks. I'm glad we got all of the the Marvel nerding out early. (laughs) Well, hey, if you don't like Marvel and you're listening to this podcast, I'm sorry for you. Uh, I I hope people (laughs) stuck with us to the other parts because those were also also intriguing to me, to us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. All right, man. Well, that'll wrap us up. And uh, it's good to talk to you as always. And I will talk to you next week. Absolutely. And thank you all for listening, guys. Mm -hmm.